Mary Magdalene, Simon Peter, John the Beloved, Thomas, Empty Tomb, Puzzled, Nonsense, Unbelief, Lack of Understanding. Those common names and those words describe the extraordinary events of that first Easter morning. But the question for us should be, and the question for us becomes, at what point would their puzzlement become clarity? At what point would this nonsense turn to confidence? At what point would their own unbelief become true belief? At what point would their lack of understanding become understanding? Everyone on this Easter morning, it's so important to note that this transformation I just described for each of the apostles I mentioned, whether it's Mary Magdalene or Peter or John or Thomas, this transformation that happened only occurred when one thing and one thing only happened. When they met the risen Christ. Which is to say that Easter faith, faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, only occurs here when a disciple, including us, come to meet him and encounter him in a personal and life-changing way. The only thing that awakens our heart to the truths of the Christian faith is coming to meet the Lord Jesus and to know him and to have confidence in him. We all know, of course, right, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the very foundation of the Christian faith. Nothing outside of what we profess this morning and what we celebrate this morning with great joy is more fundamental, is more foundational than the raising of Jesus Christ from the dead. St. Paul says it best in the first letter of the Corinthians when he says this, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then your faith is in vain, then our faith is in vain. Which is to say, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, if this didn't happen, if this is just a myth or wishful thinking, then you and I are wasting our time. And not just wasting our time, wasting the entirety of our lives. Let me put it even more simply. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, if the resurrection didn't happen, then Christianity is a complete joke. We can say that because that's true. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, if this event did not take place within history, then everything we do is a joke and we should just pack up our bags 
and go home and be on our merry way. But on the other side of that coin, everyone, on the other side of that coin, if Jesus did rise from the dead, which we profess this morning, then the only option that makes any logical sense is that he becomes the center of our lives. With Christianity, there is no middle ground. Either he didn't rise and it's a joke and this is worthless, or he did rise and everything changes. And that then becomes the central focus of my life. Any middle ground is illogical, irrational, defies logic. But we, of course, know through the testimony of the apostles that we heard in our first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, that all the apostles testified that they met the risen Lord, that they encountered the risen Lord. Now, I don't know how you think about it, but sometimes it's easy to think that the apostles saw the resurrection happen. They saw this most extraordinary event take place. They didn't. They weren't in the tomb. They didn't see it happen. When the resurrection occurred, that was between Jesus and his Father. But what we do know is in the time after the resurrection in that tomb, that they came to encounter him and to meet him and to know him and to follow him ever more closely. You know, oftentimes when we think about the resurrection, we think, oh, isn't that nice? Jesus came back to life. A man who was dead, now like comes back to life. That's not the resurrection. That's what happened to Lazarus. That's what happens to human beings when they have a near-death experience, and they're clinically dead, but they come back to life. The resurrection isn't Jesus Christ coming back to life, everyone. The resurrection is Jesus being raised to a completely new life, to him being completely transformed, to a completely new state of being, you could say. And you might say, Father, that sounds really philosophical. Thanks for that. But what does that mean for me? It means this. The resurrection in us is meant to transform us. The resurrection in us is meant to bring us new life that we couldn't even imagine was there. A new kind of joy that we didn't even know that could come from meeting Jesus and knowing him and following him. A kind of confidence that comes from him that we didn't even know was possible. A kind of confidence that there's no fear of anything, even the certainty of death, because Jesus has conquered death and destroyed eternal separation from God and made new life forever in heaven possible. But we don't have to wait till the end to live in that transformation, everyone. We can live in it now. Jesus wants us to live in the new life of the resurrection here and now, April of 2019 and May of 2019 and June of 2019 and so on and so forth. That this new life that Jesus experienced through the resurrection is meant to happen right here. 
So my question for us this morning, and I offer it for myself, is so simple. Where does Jesus want me to have new life? Where does he want to bring about a transformation? The kind of transformation that occurred on that first Easter morning. Where does he want to give me new joy and new peace and new confidence and have no fear because my life is in his hands and he has destroyed the power of sin and the power of death? That only happens if we give our hearts permission to meet the risen Jesus. A couple years ago when I was at a different parish, after a Sunday homily, someone pulled me aside. They said, Father, all this personal relationship stuff you talk about, all this personal encounter stuff you talk about, you don't even sound like a Catholic. Thankfully, I'm a very patient man and I kept my cool. But inside, I wanted to say to this person, what are you talking about? To say that the Catholic faith doesn't hold up, that at the very heart of our lives as Catholics is a personal encounter with Jesus that is real and that is transformative. I wanted to say to the person, what are you doing here this morning? If we're not invited to a personal relationship, then what are we doing? My brothers and sisters in Christ, yes, we as Catholics believe in a personal relationship with Jesus. We as Catholics believe that you can encounter him, and we do so most fully in the sacramental life of the church, in baptism, in confession, in holy communion, in all the sacraments. We as Catholics believe that the one we encounter in prayer is not an idea, is not a theory, is not a philosophy. It is the person of Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. May we give ourselves permission in this upcoming Easter season to experience the joy and the peace, the confidence and the lack of fear that comes from knowing and encountering and following and loving Christ the risen Lord. Because when we do so, everything changes. May we have confidence in this like never before and may we proclaim with the entirety of our lives that Christ is risen from the dead. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.